Can you hear everything okay through the headphones? Mm -hmm. Perfect. All right, cool. I say we just get right into it. Let's do it. All right, so what's up, everybody? This hey. is uh, Brownwater Banter. I like uh, interrupting your intro. That's you my sure thing. Do. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Awesome. I'm uh, a dick. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Brownwater Banter. This is uh, episode seven, I do believe, and we are here with David Singletary. Did I get that right? That's correct. Perfect. And Anthony Patalo, once got again, it right. plugged in the microphone. He shows up uninvited. That's so right. that's just how that goes. To the microphone. Uh, we're sitting here today, and we're going to talk to David about his cause. And uh, I'm going to let you do the introduction on that as to what you what you represent here today. I am the uh, ballot, ballot Initiative sponsor of Ballot Initiative number 63 for the state of Mississippi. It calls for a recreational cannabis legalization in the state of Mississippi which basically means we'll be like Colorado when it's legalized and it's placed on the ballot for a vote. That initiative, that's full recreational like Colorado or is it medical or? We're cutting straight to the chase and going for recreational and uh, medical patients will have a 50% reduction in the sales tax. Oh, wow. Okay. Is that how they do it in Colorado with that reduction in sales tax like that? Basically, it's a pay a smaller tax and they're able to obtain a little bit higher THC concentrate. Okay, I didn't realize under that. their medical bill, but uh, you get it from the same dispensary. Also, I reckon it probably beats out like any any uh, regular or any regulation of like you as just a recreational user. You can have X amount, but if a doctor says that you need more, you know, a medical user, you probably can skirt skirt around certain parameters. Yeah, I would assume that I guess write I a prescription know. for. I don't it. know because it's all still illegal here. There's fucking every. <laughs> Every bit of it from top it, to bottom. No matter how much is illegal. Unless, is it, am I wrong in hearing, like, I read something a while back uh, that uh, we have a level of legalization here, but it's only for, like, epileptics and concentrate that has to be administered by a doctor. The like, uh, oil concentrate. CBD serum was approved by the legislators three or four years ago. Oh, okay. Harper it's, Grace bill, and it only allows for 2% THC content and... Uh, University of Mississippi, Oxford, still working on the of, yeah. uh, serum. Okay. And they got three or four years away, but you can order your CBD off the internet and have it delivered to your door right now. So Mississippi's so far behind the curve. It's, Way behind. I don't even man. know if we're going to be able to catch up at this point unless we jump straight to the recreational sure. and become the dominant comp cannabis competitor in the southeast region. Yeah, because, I mean, everybody's everybody's kicking it forward at least talking about it, Canada, right? Like they, Canada just legalized nationwide. I mean, down here in our region. I mean, down here, like, where we're located. Well, I think he's saying that the cards are starting to fall, right? Well, I mean, like, Louisiana pushed at it. Florida's made a push at it. Am I right? Or am I wrong? Like, I know they, they're, they're screwing, uh, screwing it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, it is, medical has been approved, and uh, they're trying their damnedest to uh, throw every regulation in nook and cranny yeah. in the way to slow it's the process amazing, ain't down it, ain't it amazing like just philosophically or just from a, pr a principle standpoint like it's fucking crazy man how something so harmless something that i mean i know we're beating a dead horse and i know we're probably going to say the same things to each other that everybody's always said about this stuff that's any kind of level-headed but damn man like oranges are fine you know let's take a new approach a new look at it the war on drugs which is a broad sweeping net. Correct. It, it encompasses everybody, and it gets a lot of young rich kids in trouble, and their daddy and mama got to pay the lawyer $10,000 to come get them out of jail. But That's right. Let's look at the war on drugs in general. It's over 100 years old, and people would argue today that it's worse than it's ever been. Yeah. And not effective. I mean, it's not even worse. It's, it's not, not doing what it was it's designed to do. More it's it's more. casting a broad net. And it's getting, it's suppressing all the minorities, which is how it was designed to be. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just listened to uh, Rogan's podcast the other day about, he was talking with somebody in, in the 80s. Uh, it was Tony Rock, Chris Rock's little brother. Uh, mm-hmm. He's talking to him, stand, he's, and he's blowing up now in the stand-up comedy world, and he was talking about how, man, if you lived like in Chicago in the 80s, mm-hmm. whenever crack was introduced, right. like, man, that epidemic and what that did to people, you'll never, ever see anything like that, even in dynamic in terms of pot. Well, like he, when you mentioned the drug war and how it's not, it's it's 100 years, up, really Over since the 70s, years, really, though, right? From Nixon the, was when he the, like doubled down it started, on it. It started back uh, after the Civil War. Had okay. a bunch of amputees. And that's when they started getting strung out on opiates right. for the pain. Right. Well, the, and they just cast a broad net, and they just threw marijuana well, in there in say. 1937. Regar- I mean, you know, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on about whether drugs should be decriminalized or fully legalized or, you know, everything in between. But, but to put marijuana, to, in my opinion, in the same category as like a methamphetamine or a opium or whatever, it just doesn't make sense. To me, at all, like not and not in today's age, with all the information that we have readily available at our fingertips, uh, in your pocket and your cell phone. I mean, it's not like the old days where they can make a silly movie about the effects of marijuana and people would just buy into it because they didn't know any better. Yeah, right. I mean, we know now what it can do. Yeah, exactly. Free from madness. madness. Yeah, crazy. We know now that it's not. It's not that. And to still be fighting this battle in 2018, I mean, I. I mean, I know there's some legitimate concerns, and that's one of the things I've kind of tried to run through some questions in my head before you got here that I wanted to ask you. Um, well, now the governor is a deputy sheriff background. Right, and Hines he just County came out with a statement. Saying, no way, Jose, he'll ever sign it. He said there's more effective treatments, but I don't know of any that don't have side effects that won't kill you. Well, I was right. telling Anthony this earlier before you came in. I think the quote was, um, with all the pharmacological advances that we've had, why would we introduce marijuana into so the I equation? I very much intend to vote no. But that's the thing, man. He'll only be voting. By the time that rolls around and hits the ballot, he's going to be out. So and that was just the a thing when he... voice of the current governor, voice of the guy well, that's being listened to followed right now. You know what I mean? I just don't. I don't know. What that kind of he, stroke? You I don't think know that Phil his Bryant voice really got with anybody, even conservatives. Like you say, yes, I say yes, but you know, John Q. Uh, John Q. Republican across the street says no, and Phil Bryant really ain't influencing that man. He's just kind of a representation of that. Well, he's idea. the governor of the like, state. Right I mean, I wouldn't. Now, say, I would disagree with that. But what I'm okay. saying is, does what he say represent? Is that what you're saying? Like, does what he say represent what the people think? I think that there's a major, there's a there's a big group of level headed conservatives out there that would say, like, man, I don't care if weed's legal. Like, to me, what do you think about that? Do you think of, what do you think? think the, what do you think the tempo is in the state with regards? I think to that? Uh, majority of Republicans want it legal. Okay, I, I hope I believe that Phil Bryant's speaking from his deputy sheriff background, and that yeah, he I wants agree. a police officer on every corner. Yeah, well, my, now, my me, point was that I'm a tourism think- guy. I think he's. I don't think he represents the majority of what people think. That's yeah. the point I was. What I'm saying make. is, I, I what I meant before that. We're, we're, I mean, we're talking about that. Uh, like I'm just saying that Bill Bryant coming out saying no isn't changing the mind of any, right, if anybody. Correct, he ain't got correct. any stroke in terms of like this is the reach of influence. Right. That I have. Like, I, 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 I agree with that. He thinks. I agree with that. Uh, he he thinks like my 92 year old daddy. <laughs> right. And I'm gonna be 60 years old, so I'm not a spring chicken. Right. But I just can't lay away, lay around and not let my voice be heard. Right. When cannabis is curing cancer and stopping Alzheimer's. My mother died of Alzheimer's at 82. My cousin retired Albuquerque police, mm-hmm. died of stomach cancer at 49. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, when 
to say something like cures cancer, that's a big, bold statement. And I don't know if it does, it but, does. but what I know is that it does help people period, whether it be psychological. Um, and, and I would say pain wise, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from suffer chronic pain, uh, from marijuana versus versus Man, it's a natural. The, the legal things that we have that no one's really too much debating other than the opioid crisis. What's the name, what's the name, of, the, what's the name of the drug that they give to, uh, that they give to women who are suffering from like, uh, suboxone. Serious? No, I mean serious. Oh. <laughs> it's it's man. Pot should definitely just wipe that shit out. As right. soon as that comes about, the people who own Suboxone are gonna go fucking bankrupt. If that's well, their that's only. Well, that's that's the question though. Is well, I mean, it those like, people? Just that's, everything that's, else though, dude. Like, what about people who are treated for just nausea? Like, man, when, when Amy was pregnant, she had nausea. She had pills that they gave her nausea. Right. Migraines. Depression. Fucking eight. Depression. Oh my gosh. You know what man. I mean? I know that, that doesn't bipolar come, depression. That doesn't come with the uh, the, the the gauntlet of side effects right. that some of these other drugs do. That no one questions. They don't. They don't question them. They just you know you. Take them, you use them, and and it's listed on the damn bottle, you know. And you know, you know there are people that have problems with those side effects. They yeah. actually do manifest those side effects. So, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you was, what what is your background in? Why is this so important to you? Like, where when have have you always been pro cannabis, pro pot? Is this something new for you? And why do you why are you so passionate about the issue? I was born in nineteen fifty seven. Yeah, so I was that's generationally, during, I think you're you're the oddball, right? I like, was raised during the uh, Vietnam War, turbulent times back in the 60s. I experimented with pot when I was 14 years old, so what would that be, 1971? And it's been illegal my whole life and ain't done a damn bit of good. It's more prevalent now than ever, right. as we all agree. Right. Uh, when California legalized medical, I was actually in New Mexico in the mountains. And uh, we take a trip over to Amsterdam every Thanksgiving for the uh, High Times Cannabis Cup, they called it, put on mm -hmm. by High Times Magazine out of New York. And uh, I wonder if the youngsters still know what that is. And the guy stood up during one of the uh, conferences we were having. He said, all the war on drugs is a war of brother against brother. And that's always stuck with me okay. ever since. And yeah, man, it seems like. Uh, when California legalized medical, I said, if I ever get a chance to do it in Mississippi, I'm going to take the chance. And that's what we have here sitting before us in the ballot initiative. It's a chance to seize the future. It's a chance for you to take power. This is a way to circumvent the politicians. Yeah. And so put it straight to the, the people only, for a vote. That's the only way we change anything. That's the only way we change anything Politicians ain't going to work. I ain't going to risk their precious reputation. When's the last yeah. time you could take anything yeah. that a politician said at face value? I'm going to do this. Give me the job. You give them the job, and they just do it. Look, I, and I, without getting deep on into Washington, D.C. politics, but this is just an example, I haven't heard the words term limit said out loud on mainstream television or mainstream radio or, or by any politicians, including Donald Trump, who ran on that as a, as a point, a campaign point, was term limits. Haven't heard him say that in a year and a half. Term limits so, on what? Congressional term limits drain the swamp. That was a big talking point yeah. during the election. Yeah, like let's do and that they was have a, them though every six years they're called elections and people should go out and vote and just vote them out. I, I don't like that issue, like the, or not that issue, but that uh, that stance on well, it. Campaign campaign finance and the dynamic of the way campaigns True. are bought and work their way into, dude. If you got the money, like you gonna have to miss me with that one because the way that they're ran, it's. You, you come in and you take it. Like making you go out and vote or, or telling me that it's my responsibility to go out and vote. I do vote. There's no term limits. So in the meantime, the same cats 
work their way for four years and their job is reelection. So that's a that's a hindrance to progress and that's a fucking hindrance to your actual options, which, you know, who feels like they're there? The uh, incumbents have a disproportional uh, advantage damn, over damn any right. underdog. Damn There's right. No and when I become governor, I'm going to do use the initiative method to impose term limits on elected officials in Mississippi. Throw, in, throw a little pork fat into the uh, into the initiative there. I don't throw care about being in politics. I think they stab each other in the back. Absolutely. I'm just running for governor to legalize marijuana for Mississippi because it's the best thing for the whole citizens yeah. in the state. So you're 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 pushing this ballot initiative, and I was going to ask you this as well as running. Are, you're seriously running for governor in the next election? Is that correct? All I need is a thousand signatures to be on the ballot for governor. Okay. Did you run last term, or this will be your first time? Me, my first and last time to run. <laughs> first and you last. You only get one chance to have somebody like me in the governor's office. There you go. I like that. I like that stance. The once in a lifetime opportunity, man. What um what or what do you what will you run as? Independent or independent? You know, less than independent. Okay. A thousand signatures and a thousand dollars. And a letter of intent is all you need to be on the ballot for governor. Uh, and, and obviously, this is going to be one of the major issues for you. Like, is, is the only ma- it's the only issue I need. Yeah, and yeah. you know why? Because even if you don't smoke pot, the revenue generated from the sales tax is going to mm-hmm. uh, 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 fund education. It's going to fund Medicaid. It's going to improve the roads, fix the potholes. Uh, you're going to have so much tax revenue generated you're going to be able to uh fulfill the budget of all the agencies within the state and then that's going to trickle on down and then you throw an 80 percent increase in tourism yeah colorado experienced 80 percent increase in tourism when mm-hmm. they legalized cannabis what would an 80 percent tourism increase do for the city of biloxi It'd be the huge. gulf coast be huge. you want an entertainment district at vu marche mm-hmm Legalized cannabis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you? Do you? Uh, I know I'm a tourism guy. I used to own a hotel down here on the beach in Biloxi by Edgewater Mall. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, so you, I mean, you support it on on a number of different for a number of different reasons. There's at least a dozen. And, yeah. There's at least a dozen we can yeah. we yeah. can fall at off that, into. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, just find me a reason not to support it. But I'm right. Find, well, find, find me a re- find me a negative now, because that is a asking good... to clarify the positives like. Man, I've I've heard them all. I think over years and years of enjoying and partaking and and investigating and research. Like, I, man, I've watched more than a handful why weed is fine documentaries. There's a great one that used to be on Netflix called The Union: The Business Behind Getting High, and it tracked uh, Bud from BC up in Canada. It tracked that Bud and the entire process as far as like people that own the houses, people that like own the houses but don't live there. They're just the landowners, the people that actually operate there the runners that make the drives uh, over the border, the, the lawyers in the States and the lawyers up in Canada that handle both ends if something goes awry. I mean, there was a ton, a ton of people involved in this network of weed traffic into the country. And in the meantime, I mean, that's what that was the basis of the documentary, but there was a ton of, of brilliant people talking about it. Rogan's got a thing on, the, on that particular documentary where he's like, man, we were fucking tricked. They tricked us in the 80s, dude. Like, They've been Reagan, lying to you Reagan, the whole Reagan's dr- war on drugs. Yeah, man. Yeah. The Reagan administration strapped a bunch of gas masks to a bunch of rhesus monkeys and choked them out. Dude fed them only weed smoke for hours. No oxygen. What's the, what's, 
mean, you know, medicine, Jared. What's yeah. what do you do? What happens to your brain without oxygen? About yeah. four minutes, right? You get smarter. Yeah, right. <laughs> maybe I will. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you you did mention something, though, Anthony, that I was going to ask. I mentioned so, I mentioned a lot of stuff. You definitely dude. do that. It, what it, what do you there like in Colorado? Increased tourism, and it's definitely an economic you know increase there with tax revenue and everything, but. And I want to hear kind of like from you, like we, you can't ignore that there might be some negative aspects to it, right? Just like anything else, like alcohol or whatever, right? Because so, I think, I, I wouldn't, me personally, when I talk about this, you, you have to acknowledge that there would be some downside to it, right? I'm looking I'm, for, I'm I, pro I, I, yeah, but this, I'm, by I, the way. Like I, I'm, I'm pro in the initiative. I think it's a great thing. But we're all friends here. I don't mind. But tell me what the what the one idea is that you feel like is negative yeah. about it because I don't mind. No, that's what I'm asking. Like, have, have, we, have you thought about that? Have you? I can't you, think David, have you, you know, CBS th- News did a series on it. And the mm-hmm. only uh, only real negative thing was uh, about the pregnant women smoking weed. But or actually, kids getting it, a hold actually of it. it helps them with their pregnancy. <laughs> it helps with the cramps, too, mm-hmm. and the moodiness. But uh as far as I know, the teenage use has gone down since cannabis has been legal in Colorado. Last, really? last figure I heard. Hmm. Now, there have been some illegal growth. Like maybe illegal the black market is, and, is lower there because it's harder to sell it well, illegally. But don't you feel like there's something inherent in kids or in humans anyway to kind of like, you know, mom said don't do this, so I'm kind of going to do this or whatever. Yeah. So as a kid, prohibition is almost intriguing a little bit. Like I started smoking cigarettes when I was a kid, and I knew that it wasn't, a it's good part thing. I knew of, I wasn't uh, supposed to. Part of human nature, sure. and kids want to play and think like they're grown ups. And uh, right. the old saying is, "Curiosity killed the cat." Damn right. Yeah. And right. you may want to wonder why Eve ate the apple. Sure. Yeah. It I, goes I, that far back to human nature. Yeah. I, right. I, to be curious. I think that's spot on to what that is because as soon as you take the taboo. Take the taboo away, then you can moderate like, and exactly. regulate. Kids aren't going to be as worried yeah. about trying it. It might strike curiosity. When like, I was 12 years old, I thought I was getting away with something, smoking a cigarette on the back of the school bus that, on exactly, the way home. Right. Exactly. And I That's felt, where the cool kids I, hang I, out. I felt like right. a cool little dude. Yep, exactly. There, uh, I know I know. in the states where they do have it legalized, too, there are some, even though it's full recreational, it's just like if you think about like a liquor store, right? Alcohol is legal, right? They still have certain rules, like you have to go to the liquor store to buy it. You have to be 21. They put it in a bag when you leave. You're not allowed to buy. You can't buy a fifth of whiskey, walk out into the side walk where you bought it crack it open and drink it i mean you may, people may do that but that's not legal right and I, I think uh people that are listening to this may not realize that like there would be some regulation to it even if it was fully legalized just like there is with alcohol is the point i'm trying to make it wouldn't be that necessarily you're like at applebee's and someone's just sitting there like you know smoking a joint you have or something smoking areas Right. Well, I, I just would, like you do with cigarettes. That's, my, that's what I'm saying. Because I think a lot of people yeah, hear, hear that initiative that you're talking about and think, well, it's going to be chaos in the streets. You know what I mean? Like, initiative fucking cloud of weeds. Yeah, right. Over exactly. the city, yeah. Under the initiative, it's up to the business owner to decide that's cannabis do, consumption right? on their premises. Well, if you're, if right. they, I don't want to smell cigarette smoke when I eat, and I smoke yeah. cigarettes. I don't want to smell cigarette smoke when I eat, and weed is particularly pungent. Man. Right. It is a fucking powerful smell. And, and I know that if you don't smoke, and it's you even don't worse. particularly yeah. love it, then yeah, it might be a little off putting. So I, I can't see it being in restaurants. I can't see it, but just like anything else, if you, you don't want it, I mean, fuck, man, how often do we talk about live and let live? Don't mm-hmm. tread on me. Just like, man, yeah, you yeah. step around the side of the wall over there and torch out. Like, <laughs> have you, uh, David, have you had any issues with, with law enforcement? I've seen a couple of things documented on the internet. Like, do they target you because you're so pro cannabis or are they in favor of what you're doing? I mean, what is the, 
what's been the reception actually of the, law the uh, attitude of law enforcement is that it's coming now right yeah. they've, they've reached that but do they I mean, do they you, don't they don't really mess with me they you don't feel they, like you get pulled over like nah. you know every now and again like ah oh, maybe they've know. gotten where they stay out of my way now really <laughs> yeah they've learned i mean what is it is it well it's not never, it's not probable cause just because i'm pulling a billboard around saying that i want to change the law is not probable cause right you gotta be over. did you have they, to they fight have to that did you, you did that happen and then you had to fight it in court or has this has never really been an issue it hadn't been an issue they know they didn't have a leg to stand on i got you yeah that's a good thing that Not you because cause, you have but i mean what had. we're doing we're trying to make the police's job safer and we're yeah. trying to give the police a raise with the increased tax revenues now why wouldn't they be for that's true that's cannabis? true i read somewhere that one of the and i don't know i don't know this is was true or how recent it was but that the um correctional officers like lobby that, like that, that represents them their association is someone that is against you know legalizing marijuana because it would decrease prison numbers and possibly you know decrease the amount of uh correctional officers well, that what would be i understand a lot of the federal funding is based on quotas correct which is arrest that you have them and you have to fight guilty that. please yeah well uh, so that I, could be an issue to deal with yeah you're gonna yeah. have to fight the courts and you're gonna have to fight the private prison systems that want to keep that's, them locked up that's what i'm they, getting at they get paid 30 dollars and a maybe day it wasn't a correctional inmate. officers uh association maybe well, it was it private too. prison no, or maybe they're all you're one right, i don't though. know you're right prison guards that union all all sheriff department massive groups but massive you're saying we could supplement that, have, that loss through taxation right and tax revenues generating yeah you know i mean actually uh police stack charges so they're just going it's one charge that won't be in the stack anymore. I mean, right. that's still going to be plenty of crime. Yeah, well, yeah that's the thing. You can <laughs> plenty clear of up. arrests, people, plenty of people to go to jail out. Clear there. up the courts for like stuff that really. But in the in the states where cannabis is legal, you got a fifteen percent decrease in beer sales. So that so they were probably not too happy about that. The alcohol industry, I'm sure. So I'm sure. everybody's Cal- unsure, and this is uncharted water, and they're not quite sure how it's going to affect their industry or their occupation right. or right. their livelihood. Right. And see, when you talk about it in those kind of terms, it may, at least to me, a little bit makes more sense maybe why it's not legal. I don't say that's right, you, but you understand maybe some of the forces that go on behind the scenes, kind of, so to speak, you know, because when you look at it at face value, I just think, man, unless you're just someone who's full blown what they like straight edge, like you don't believe you should consume any kind of alcohol or coffees or any kind of, you know, everything's a drug and you shouldn't use it. If that's your belief, then that's fine. Then do that. But that's for you. That ain't, don't, you know, you don't, I don't think you should tell Anthony that he can or that you can if it's not hurting anybody else. You know what I mean? That's what always been my take on well, it. I think it's easy to play the numbers game with it, though. Like, there's never, ever been one single case of somebody do smoking so much pot or ingesting so much THC that they died. That's they might have thought they died. That's never happened. Yeah. Am I <laughs> they, dead? What yeah, the they might have They might have for a minute believed oh that they were God, dead. Oh, my God, I'm yeah. seeing my dead relative, yeah. but he looks like Jared. Listen, I spoke to Abraham Lincoln the other day. <laughs> it's well, just your friend with a beard. Yeah. Uh, but there's 88,000 people, and that's an old number, but 88,000 people a year from alcohol, whether it's liver disease or traffic yeah. accidents or cigarettes. Or Don't even talk about that. Oh my God, 122,000, I think, it's was the ridiculous. last thing I saw. 122,000 people a year. That's incredible. And weed, like... When you asked earlier about the negative aspects, just physically, mm-hmm. you remember that? Remember, uh, remember, Super Size Me, the guy yeah. did the thing where yep. he ate McDonald's for a month. Doug Benson did one mm-hmm. called Super High I saw Me. It. I saw it, and he had himself tested weekly or daily or whatever for every single thing that you can test a human for. And 
no yeah. negative side effects whatsoever outside of lung capacity. Right. And it's because he smokes. He he, he combusts on yeah. a regular basis. He burns it as opposed to vaporizing or just, Edibles I mean, he does it whatever. all, but, mm. you know, he's a pot comic. That's his whole shtick. Yeah. But the only thing that those tests showed at all was uh was lung capacity was an issue. In fact, it showed a raise in his psychic ability. Now, <laughs> I remember him doing that. Because he yeah. got like yeah. the first time he got, he lucky, got yeah. zero out of a hundred questions right, yeah. and one of them was uh, after funny. he smoked pot, he got like two out of a hundred right, and he said, "I was just guessing." So, yeah. but we hey. have a clinical study hey, now that science. shows that you can't argue with science. Can make you psychic. That's right. <laughs> uh, how long have you? Have and you been, one of the other ad- negative aspects that you brought up was. Uh, you know, they're saying there's an increase in DUIs because of pot, but it, it's really not. The people are drunk first, and then they smoke weed, which actually just amplifies the effect. Right. So, Well, with and without having, like, all the court documents and the actual numbers laid out right in front of us, too, if, if, if somebody is anti-pot, just say, and they say, okay, well, arrests went up, the, when when pot became legal, the arrests went up on traffic incidences or whatever. Well, like you said earlier, how many more people in the state now, right? Because there's so many more people. You would think just no, no matter what, you're going to have increases Actually, in certain Actually, Mississippi's losing population. We're one of the few states that's decreasing. We're a little under 3 million people. People are all moving out to yeah. Colorado so they can get baked, baby. Hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw, David, you posted a, uh, I guess it was a Facebook video with you driving your tractor the other day. Um, about the bush hog in a lot or something. Did you, did you yeah, post that? I got a bush hog my land. Yeah, and you were saying like this is uh, I got a bush hog because because the grass has grown up, but I could be out here tending to some marijuana crops and having a you know multi million dollar business going on on this property, which is true. The man know? in uh, Colorado Springs, he's from Mississippi, and he did move to Colorado, and he's farming thirty four acres out there. It's on the CBS video mm-hmm. I was talking Damn. about, mm-hmm. and I think he's up around. 22 million a year god oh. so that's almost a million dollar you, acre which i alluded to on the video do you think about. with with and that's one person right so extrapolate that out times however much you could allow in the state do you think that would be enough money of revenue tax revenue to fix the roads in biloxi and in jackson <laughs> do you, do I, don't you think, think I don't think we got enough th- money i don't for think that, we do either i don't think we do it's definitely gonna make a dent yeah. in it yeah you know, okay with the increased revenue and Funding education. How many every year you hear about funding education? Yeah. Well, we come out with a new formula for funding education. Well, you're still short even with your new formula. Okay. Let's introduce a new tax revenue source. Let's uh, have a surplus in the budget for a while and put some money back for a rainy day fund. Right now, we're having to borrow out of the rainy day fund every year. Yeah, and we're not talking about a little bitty surplus either, man. These no. are big, yeah, big numbers. numbers yeah. Big numbers. I say we want to have one year revenue and surplus. In the bank, that's be about six billion dollars oh, for gosh. the state. For the state, okay. That's awesome. And how? It probably wouldn't take long to, to get that. Do you think? About ten years, probably. For if once, because we'd have to balance education first, then we're gonna take whatever little extra and throw it in the rainy day fund. What's your What's your background? What did you? Like, I have a. I was in the hotel business in Biloxi. Okay. I have a bachelor's degree in business from Millsaps College. Okay. Master's degree in business from uh, USM Gulf Coast Long Beach and a paralegal degree from Heinz College up in Jackson. Okay. I was born in South Jackson, then moved to Florence, Mississippi, in Rankin County, and then ended up down here a little over 30 years ago. Oh, Been here ever since. Up there I Rankin went to County. high school with Phil Bryant. Did he's you only, really? He's only two years older than me. Do you know? I mean, did you know him? We or went do you to know Council him? 2 McClure in Southwest did you Jackson. you ever beat his ass in high school? <laughs> did you ever fuck him up? Like, <laughs> 
I didn't really know the man yeah, back then. You just went to the same I high went school. To the same high school. What is the pushback you but get? But at the same time, we we still have similar backgrounds. Right. There's not really not that much difference between me and him, except he's deputy sheriff, and he's in and political I'm hotel pockets. Tourist. Okay, and he's right. he's he's, a, he's attached himself to a political ideology, also. Whereas this is a level-headed discussion. Painted himself in a corner. Like I think that. there's been someone else recently that ran for a political office that painted himself as the businessman versus the career politician, and I think it turned out pretty well for him and you got two candidates <laughs> in tennessee running for governor that are pro pot right yeah. now yeah so. like you said i mean canada you know they just went pretty quick i don't i don't know i didn't follow that before it happened but i read the news report once it did i mean they went like you said the whole country all at once you know um and, uh, for full recreational and then marijuana. i got the uh hotel in biloxi back in 1990 and then the year after that we legalized gambling here in biloxi and then it was off to the races and society didn't fall apart. Somebody wanted happened. what I had, so I just sold it all and retired. Yeah, and I saw you forty three and been developing that land up in Florence, and this has uh, got me to come. You say out you were, were forty three when you retired? Yes. Oh wow, good for you. I know. Uh, I know some things other people don't. Yeah, you need to. Well, nine, nine more years. We, how about to say we, we, we could either do it on the microphone, and when we turn this off, if you could just write that down in some kind of bullet points, it's simple for me to read. I would love to know how to retire at forty-three because the way I'm looking at it right now, that's probably not going to happen. Well, you can call me Nostradamus, Nostradamus, but I'm telling you today that cannabis will be legal in the state of Mississippi. How yeah. soon? What's your prediction? Seriously, in ten years at okay. the latest. Okay, I would definitely. Well, this this is for November two thousand nineteen. This is only a year away. The ballot initiative. If we get the signatures of certified voters, this isn't uh, the first time they've had this initiative. Correct. This is the third year. The okay. First one was Proposition forty eight. Second one was Proposition sixty, and this is Proposition sixty three. Now they did mention on the news last week about some kind of medical uh-huh. uh, cannabis petition being circulated but i haven't seen it listed on the secretary of state's website yet so i'm not sure it's active and listed but they keep there's an ar- there is an article being shared though for 2020 and i uh i i, I read through it but I, I couldn't find a petition even online attached to it i couldn't find anything what, like that what, that's what phil bryant was referencing actually right, was right. specifically yeah. that and that was like just medical and he's still against it yeah so again that's, that's crazy but you gotta realize on the uh, ballot when you get it on the ballot for a vote phil bryan is only one vote oh, that's yeah, true just like sure. me you and everybody here right. what, what happened to the first two initiatives did they not get enough signatures or did they just not what like what, what how'd that play out didn't get enough signatures because people are still in the closet and they're scared of their precious reputation getting ruined. Well, I'm not worried about my precious precious reputation with mankind. I'm more concerned about my relationship with the Lord. And God created pot. Man did not. Yeah. Now, either you know more than God did or you don't. <laughs> That's a fucking hard, fast way of saying it, dude. And I challenge you to argue with that rationale. The universe or God or whatever brilliant fucking higher power that does know or doesn't know that we exist something naturally occurred and uh if you buy any kind of intelligent design then you got them you got them figured out better than better than they do <laughs> no nah, i doubt it i doubt it that's why i right, haven't man. created any planets on. lately yeah, yeah really what yeah. uh i haven't what, what's thought the universe into existence along with a tiny insignificant thing like weed and create a fucking whole culture of prohibition behind it that's ridiculous yeah i think we tried that once with alcohol and it didn't really fit too many people by my background one of my driving factors my grandfather was a prohibition officer back during alcohol prohibition wow he that's was cool. shot and killed by a bootlegger when cool. my mama was two years old 
she had to raise up, get raised without a daddy, and I had to get raised up without knowing my grandfather. So I'm a clear example of that prohibition doesn't work, won't ever work. Right. As long as you try to enforce a zero tolerance policy mm-hmm. without mo- teaching moderation, zero tolerance isn't attainable today. No. And going back to your reference, uh, Drugs Incorporated on National Geographic channel, they yeah. say that the illegal drug business is $350 billion a year. Yeah. 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 So what are we doing? And that all what's, what's, how are you going to fight what's that? What's the fight? Yeah. yeah. Where's your, what, lace your gloves up. I dare you to fight if that. If the fight, war hadn't worked over 100 years, ain't it time to? raise a white flag and call a truce and see what we've been through <laughs> and where we and, were. Maybe which, look and see if your opponent there isn't really such a bad guy right. in certain aspects. You know? which, what's your take on other drugs, though, besides just marijuana? Is it How do you feel about like other criminal drugs? You know? Did you hear what I said? I'm listening. Prohibition doesn't work. Okay. So do we decriminalize? You have to allow for moderation. You got to teach moderation. You got to start out when they're 12 years old hitting puberty. Mm-hmm. You want an entertainment district? Well, in the back alley, you're going to have to provide them with clean spaces to go shoot the hay wrong. Because we done got people dying of heroin because they're cracking down on the opiate pills that the mm-hmm. doctors write. That's true. That's true. So you would decriminalize all or fully legalize all drugs as well? I'd fully, I, I'd legalize them, regulate them, and tax them. Okay. That's the only way you're going to solve this problem that we've been dealing with for over 100 years. Yeah. And we're no closer to a solution today. And you know why? Because we're letting the experts make the laws. We need to let the damn drug addicts make drug policy. If they want to die, tell Jesus hello. I'll mm-hmm. see you when I get there. Mm-hmm. And nobody, no politicians, everyone, everyone's scared to take that position. Yeah. But you got over six billion people on the planet already. How many you need? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's... I'm plus, that's, I'm plus, I mean, you can't even save yourself, so how can you save someone okay, else? He's right, though, that's, man. That's Genghis, between them and their that's demons. Test, that's yeah, between them well, and their demons. Genghis Khan killed so many people that it actually changed the relative yeah, uh, temperature of, of the earth. Stalin killed over oh, 50 million Russians. Yeah, he did. I don't want to be compared to either one of those. Though. I don't want to be that's in that That's what we're boat, about on this podcast. Dude, <laughs> I don't think that's how I'm going to use those as my, uh, you know, But, I mean, what my point is, you're trying to save people that don't want to be saved. They're happy with their lifestyle, and they don't know that anything's wrong with with it and that means you're judging them and i know jesus talked about judging people well yeah, yeah for i sure. think some people need saving from themselves though you know yeah. honest to god and uh decriminalization works like full legalization on all even though i agree that it did prohibition doesn't work i just think that man if you could just go walk into a store and buy like methamphetamines and shit that's yeah. that's tough and i mean so it's a kind of a conundrum well, there it won't be that way exactly but you're gonna get your party permit on your driver's license if you want to party that year and then you're going to go through educational classes to tell you the effects of the drug and how much zero tolerance. You can't practice moderation. Though. Yeah. And they, I don't think I've heard they, that if, before. If the, drug addicts, kind of if the drug addicts can moderate, most of them can hold a job. I don't think I've ever heard anybody. Maybe there is out there. I don't know. But like what you just said, like almost like getting a gun permit or something like you're saying, like if you want to, if you want to be able to buy this particular drug, you're going to have to take a drug education class on it. For however long before you're then allowed, and a permit, it's not just right. a twenty. It's like a driver's license, it's not exactly. just twenty one. Now you can buy it. You can. You have to go through these classes. Get a party permit. Throw it in the general fund for drug education or teenage pregnancy or house the homeless. Build barracks to let the homeless stay in. Get them off the street. Right. I mean, if you're concerned about saving somebody's life when you can't even save your own, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's an interesting take on it. 
what what's the pushback for you? Like, what do you when you go out? When, no, well, I know it's a lot. Yeah, it's laughable. <laughs> I'm in when, Mississippi. Yeah. What's the things you hear most when you bring when you bring this uh, ballot initiative? You want to know people, what they tell me? People most. can't see. He's holding up a a, a, a signature list yeah, here. This is recreational, and this is for me being governor. Okay. But, uh, you know what? The question people ask me the most when I'm out on the road. Where'd you get that jacket? You got any weed? <laughs> you got any free samples? Really? <laughs> nice. It's a it's a comical state we live in here in Mississippi. And I said, no, I just ran out, but my plug will be back in 30 minutes. <laughs> but he don't sell less than a pound. You got $1,500 on you, and most of them don't. Nice. <laughs> but seriously, what what is, because not everybody's buying in, you know, I'm, I'm sure. What do they tell, what do people tell you that say it's no? The, it's the, uh, it's the, uh. 80-year-old stereotype that we've yeah. been pushing against for 80 years and the uh, the propaganda that was put out from your government, even though we've been growing weed at Ole Miss over yeah. 60 years. I don't and think people know it, that. I don't think people realize that. Nobody's died yet. Most of them still think it's going to drive you crazy and make you rape women. The guy mm-hmm. that uh, that hosts uh, last week tonight, the English guy, John Oliver, does the uh, show on HBO. He used to be on The Daily Show for a long time. Really funny. Yeah, he he, he came down to, uh, to, to Ole Miss and interviewed the – the doctor, the scientist that was like, he said, yeah, we were, uh, we were founded. It's a, right now it's an Indian dude. I can't remember his name, <clears throat> Middle Eastern cat or something. Uh, I don't know. One of them guys, I don't know. I'm so racist. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Very culturally he, uh, insensitive yeah, you are. Well, I don't know, man. I can't remember. I know John Oliver's English. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to back up for a minute and talk about everything that I just said. Anyway, repeat all that. Uh, no, but he interviewed him and he was talking with him and the guy's like, yeah, we were, we were commissioned initially to find the negative aspects of this to mm. scientifically investigate the mm. negative side of this and uh 50 um, years later we're still looking what'd you find yeah. he's like nothing i don't think a lot of people <laughs> that know that and if you uh if you're listening to this it was in the 60s i don't remember what year three or eight 63 eight somewhere around there there's only two places in the united states that was allowed to grow marijuana sanctioned by the government before all this medical and now recreational right. stuff started happening one of which was in Oxford, Mississippi. Where's the oh, other one? I don't remember. I saw it on a report not too long ago, and I do not remember. But I went to Ole Miss in 2003, and we rode by that place, and there's like, you know. Medicinal ta- garden. Well, no, it, it was for government research, which yeah, is scheduled right. one, which is supposedly no beneficial means allowed. You're not allowed to do research on it, right. but yet they were still, so I don't know how that works. But they uh yeah they, they had towers I mean, called a medicinal plant garden i've got a picture of it yeah yeah so they know it's medicinal value in it that's amazing yeah they make a pill form that's supposed to help with um appetite it's i think it's called marinol or most whatever people don't like it yeah my, and I'm my, not my cousin was on it when he had stomach cancer right it ain't the same it's <laughs> like why would you why would you uh man um refine it and put it in this pill and it's not as good as they the original way. They want to synthesize way. it for the right. pharmaceutical well, company. The, how can you pharmaceutical s- companies don't want it legal. How well, can you got these guys that stand in front of a microphone and say shit like, uh, there are no medical benefits, but we are going to synthesize it and give it out as medicine. Because Get like, the fuck out of here. What are you telling me? Yeah, you're going to try well, and tell me that there's no benefit, but you're making it on the side? One of the people that commented off after, because Phil Bryan's comments were just yesterday, I believe, or day before. Day before. Uh, one of the, one, some, I, you know, I'm going through the comment section, and uh, one of the guys says, like, w- w- the way he framed that, his response with, with the pharmacological advances that we have nowadays, right? So he led with that. They're saying, like, how much pharma money do you think he gets to, you know, or got yeah. in the past or the Republican Party is going to get, you know, because he's he's out after this year, I guess. Right. Um, you know, so there's always these, you know, potential hidden agendas as to why people make the 
the, the statements that you're talking well, about grandstanding not, in front of a microphone. Right. It ain't just because they're stupid. Oh, no, I agree. They, they understand what's going on. I, and agree, I don't agree yeah. with Most that. Most of these you know guys I mean? don't get the position that they wound up in because right. they're stupid. It's because they're going they just like by what money, they think is right. They're like, well, they will go yeah, and say the exactly. things that they're paid to say exactly. by the people that give them the power in the first place. And that's that's what I was. That's what I really like uh, where where we were earlier when we were talking about how every single sector of special interest that's against it between privatized prison, the lobby mm-hmm. behind the union of, mm-hmm. uh, of alcohol I mean, look, lobby. For all, the, for all the cops, lobby. for all the yep, and for all the cops that you say uh, are are aware that it's coming, man, there's still a lot of them that would go and vote against it because fucking that kind of downtime. I mean, there's a lot of wheat, there's a lot of smokers out there, there's a lot of people that use THC for one reason or another, and those guys can still do their job by arresting, ticketing, doing whatever. And when you remove that aspect from it. Man, it's a big percentage. How many people are in jail or what percentage of the oh, prison yeah. population right now? It's like... Yeah. They're saying with legalized cannabis, it would reduce the prison population by 15%. Nationwide or in the state of I read of one time it was nationwide by 30%. Mississippi has the second highest incarceration rate in the country. Per capita, I'm assuming. Wow. I saw I saw one really? time, it went, and it was from kind of a sensationalized uh, video, but it was like on the most extreme Is that drug? Really? Is that mainly drug? Do you know the, the breakdown of that? Mm. That's 60%. Damn. That's what it is. I saw uh, somewhere between 60 and 70% was drug-related, and then half of that it's is marijuana. Pot. Yeah, that's so, just ridiculous. You're fighting against major industries. Unbelievable. That's the thing. I mean, the industry, industry, that's kind of what I wanted to take away to be, is like people to understand that if you're listening to this, you know, and whatever your stance is on it, pro or not, but that's the, that's the, like, the punchline. You're fighting some major industries, too. It ain't yeah. just about what is right, wrong, makes money, doesn't make money. They when, say DuPont was one of the main ones against it when it was made illegal. And it sure. Interfere with their the textile industry textile. because you can make thousands of different yeah. things out of hemp. Yeah. I mean, you can make fucking floor paint out of yeah. hemp. You can make uh, yeah. whatever. In the uh, 1960s, Popular Mechanic came out with an article that hemp has over 25,000 different uses. Man, that's incredible. Yeah. 25, you build houses with it now. Damn right. Yeah. yeah, it's the most natural, most or most durable, naturally occurring. And the biggest part of the, the industry will be the industrial hemp yeah. part of it. Yeah, I can do that. Ethanol Don't too. They have it like with ethanol. parchment paper made out of hemp from back in the day. Yeah, still yeah. Had, yeah. Still yeah, yeah, yeah. Constitution was written on yep. hemp, paper. and it still had George yellows, Washington, right? Thomas like, Jefferson uh, farm. No, I think hemp. it has. There's a bunch of hemp paper out there that I've heard reference. It used like, to be that hasn't ma- lost its color. Like back or whatever, then, yet. I think that was the the main uh, the reason they used it. No, no, no. The, no, I think that was the main what they. I think they made more paper out of hemp back then than he did out of pulp, which is trees. Okay, they made ship sales out of hemp. Yeah, and George Washington and Thomas Jefferson both grew from hemp. Yeah. That's wild, man. And uh, in the Constitution, it says life, liberty, and the pursuit Pursuit of happiness. happiness. Whatever happened to that in Mm -hmm. the American dream? Uh, It's it's gone a little awry on that. Nobody wants to be happy anymore. They all want to fight. I'm going to (laughs) argue. Nobody likes a fucking bitch about the We're talking about curing depression. Yeah. 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 If somebody's out there and they want to be down with your cause, what's the other than uh, stopping you on the street and asking you for a free sample? What's the best way? And and by all means, do that if you see him. We do have a website out there. You, well, let me say real quick. The people can, again, we're audio only at the moment. Please tell them to quit asking me for free samples. David is right now, and you can look him up on his Facebook page, David Singletary. Right, just type it in. Yes. It should come up. He has decked out in full blown hyper green marijuana leafed infused. Shorts, jacket, socks, 
socks and a visor and shoes. shoes. Wow, it's all made out of him. We're gonna get a picture. I'll post it. I'll post it uh, <laughs> with the, when perfect. I the But you're not hiding the fact of what you support. Well, I mean, nothing to hide. I mean, I'm no, tr- I'm trying to raise awareness and attract attention. But at the same time, you know, people say, well, if you wear the weed suit, people won't take you seriously. I have heard that. I say, well, at least they'll know what I'm talking about or coming from. But, I mean, the plant stands on its own two feet without David Singletary. It's a major. It'll be a $6 billion industry to the state. It'll create over 35,000 jobs instead of 60 jobs at a furniture plant in Tupelo. Mm-hmm. Right. It's going to that cost every, money maybe to, to get It's going to right? affect every aspect of the state. They're talking about the uh, tariffs cutting down on soybean sales to China. Well, guess what? We're bringing you a brand-new crop for rotation up in the Delta. You don't have to depend on soybeans so much anymore. Somebody else told me this earlier because I was talking about doing this podcast. What uh, – how, how – marijuana grows pretty much everywhere, right? But some areas are better than others. How suited is Mississippi for growing it? Obviously pretty well means they put it up there in Oxford, right? Mississippi might probably be able to get two growing seasons during the summer. Really? From it. Yeah. It'll versus gr- like, a, grow, versus uh, like a Colorado, right? It grows up to three uh, centimeters a week. The plant will get up it's almost 10, like to, it's a 10 to 12 feet high. <laughs> and it's an annual because – and you can make the same thing out of it that you can make out of timber – but it's annually renewable. Right. It stops soil erosion. It purifies yep. the air. Yeah. And uh, you can make all your lumber products out of it, and you don't have to wait 40 years to grow a tree. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. And it takes less fertilizers and I pesticides wonder, than the other crops. I wonder how many people know that, other than the millions that's going to hear this podcast. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how many people really honestly you know, think about it that way. They you know? should. It's a complete plant. Yeah. You so, can use everything from the roots to the stems to the leaves. Before I so rudely cut you off, how do people that want to be down with your cause, how do they find you? What's the best way for them to take action for this initiative? The phone number is 601-845-1324. If we're not there, you can leave a message and we'll get back to you or mail you a petition in the mail. Or either if you want to, you can go to the website at www.mississippicannabis.com coalition.com you have to spell all the whole name out and uh, you can download the petitions in pdf format mm-hmm. off of the website it has to be on legal paper and the people have to be registered voters to sign and it's best if you just have one county listed on one petition that way you don't have to send the petition to different counties to different circuit clerks to have them uh, certified and then the petitions come back to me i take them to the secretary of state and tell them, put it on the ballot for a vote. And we circumvent the politicians. Nice. And then when I'm governor, we're going to float a petition, and we're going to put in term limits. You ain't serving no more than eight years. You know, being a public servant should be a privilege, not a career, not a paycheck. Yeah, don't you feel like at some point you should focus on leaving leaving a positive mark and not just keeping your job? How do you want to leave your legacy? What do you want to leave for your kids? I don't want my son to be arrested for this. I don't want him to be at odds with the police over this. I've been Mm -hmm. arrested for pot before. It cost me $1,700. I've been arrested three times on misdemeanors. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It was $1,700, and uh, the only reason I spent the money at all was so that I could get the charge expunged so that I could keep my gaming badge, my Mississippi gaming badge, whereas, like, <clears throat> I wasn't doing anything wrong, wasn't yeah. bothering nobody. Right. Fucking wind up 
you know, taking a ride to the police station. Oh, yeah. You'll, and then you'll lose everything. Towing your car. 1700 bucks. Lose your driving me. privilege. Six Unbelievable. Months. And yeah. I, I, man, all I had to do was go into the go into the courthouse and talk to the judge and like, listen, man, this was this was nonsensical, like a waste of my time. And the lawyer that I hired took care of that, talked to him. And like all they did was stamp a piece of paper and mm -hmm. everything's fine. Yeah, and man. if I didn't have a job that that was was um you know drug uh, tested well I, lucky enough i work somewhere where that's not a big deal but if i if i didn't work at a place that it was uh if i didn't keep a permit that i that i had to have from the state a that license I could to lose with yeah, that exactly. you know what i mean i have you have to have a gaming license to to work in the casino and in order to keep that the gaming commission apparently with any kind of charge like that they'll just they'll they'll kick you they'll oh, revoke yeah. your license yeah so if I didn't have that, it'd have been about a hundred bucks, and that's why that's why a lot of people are so you know laissez faire with it now, where they ain't they ain't even worried about it. They just you know yeah, if I get if I was to get popped for it, it's not a big deal. It's only a hundred bucks, and I'm you know. Not was there something it. recently in coming out of Jackson about locally in, in Jackson that they were gonna? Jackson did decriminalize back in March, thirty grams or less. Okay, it's just a hundred dollar fine. You don't have to get your car towed. Don't have to arrest you. And, you just treat it like a traffic yeah. ticket. Yeah, this was way back. That but, shit happened uh, to me. I one wish of it was the like other, yeah. One of the other main. Is that progress? I mean, it, anything's progress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's in Jackson, though, right? That's the. Uh, I'm having to overcome. It's like our DC. You, yeah. you asked me about uh, what's the first words out of the people's mouth. The yeah. first words are it'll never happen in Mississippi because they're used to Mississippi being last in everything that's every right. year. And we never have my whole 60 year existence on this earth as Mississippi ever been first at something. Yeah. That's right. And now we have a chance to achieve that and to seize the cannabis industry and welcome it and create a, a dominant market share for us right now mm -hmm. that's the law of economics the first one in an industry gets the predominant market share of the industry now we wouldn't be the first though right in the in that industry Arkansas, just Louisiana or Flo uh, Florida oh, just medical we'd be the first recreational in the south and the south okay in the southeast I'm, I'm thinking U.S. but yeah southeast we definitely would be yeah I'd love to control just the south <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking U.S. baby I want to own the whole uh, take over Kaboom. the world yeah. well, if you, hey if you're not first you're last right Ricky Bobby Hello. I think we learned that in is good at being last and i'm ready to change that and change the perception of the people and i'm ready to change the persona of the state nationwide i'm tired of being the brunt of the nation's joke that's true that is very true it does suck man in fact that was something that, that cat that we interviewed over there he said dude everywhere i go he said one of the cool things is you meet so many smart people what you meet so many different people and so many different but one thing that stays pretty consistent is when you meet somebody and you say, yeah, I'm from Tennessee or I'm from Mississippi or whatever, when they hear that you're from down here, Automatic. they're all like, yeah. oh, yeah, like fucking your cousin jokes or yeah. whatever. Like, man, miss me with that shit, dude. Like, something about that. I mean, I can talk all Southern for them and put some draw on them. You got like enough it. of that already. I was going to say, I don't <laughs> think you needed to do that to make, more country make it sound like it was South, yeah, South, yeah. Pretty much draw. everybody knew where you were from before that. <laughs> I got some buddies from up there in Rankin, dude. You sound just like them. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Rankin County Rednecks. You're on Facebook, right, as well? Any other social media sites people can, can reach out to you, find? Do uh, a little Twitter. I'm not that familiar too much with social media. Facebook's predominantly. That's how and, I got uh, in touch with you today. So six zero one eight four five one three two four and Mississippi Cannabis Coalition website. You can download the petition. And uh, cool. Trying to get the word out. I'm pulling that trailer from uh, Biloxi to Memphis. Yeah, I, I've I seen it. I have to it. go get my son up in Arkansas once a month, so I pull it all the way to Memphis to get him. And uh, 
Arkansas, like you said, just got met is getting some form of medical and Louisiana is and Florida mm-hmm. and Mississippi's not even in the water. So how can we even catch the wave? That's when right. We've been growing it at Ole Miss for 60 years. Longer. Than, and, you know, I said a minute ago, we weren't first, but in one way we were because <laughs> yeah. we had that place up there. So mm-hmm. is there anything else that we need to, you know, that I'm not thinking about that we can, uh, we can the plug while thing, we're on here? Uh, the main thing I could leave and I want to leave with the American people is that the war on drugs is a futile fight to control human behavior and and what somebody does with their own body is between them and their creator and uh and every it's all been just negative as uh negative consequences that have arisen out of this war on drugs. You do not create the mafia until you prohibit something. Mm-hmm. And look at all the travesty we've laid on the people of Mexico even. The yeah. mafias control Mexico. Yeah, the government doesn't control Mexico. And how are you going to stop a $350 billion industry? Why don't you just legalize it, regulate it, and tax it? And, and, and responsible use too, yeah, right? Well, people going to have to learn how to moderate or they're going to overdose. Right. You know, I'm not their babysitter. I got a hard enough time. He's talking about all <laughs> drugs here. I'm problems. thinking not just the med- the marijuana at that point, but uh, but with any of it, right? Any moderation it. and and uh, compassion and moderation use. is what yeah. Jesus taught. Uh-huh. You know, and he he taught non judgment. The war on drugs is you automatically demonize the plant, then you demonize the person that's using the plant. And then if that's not bad enough, you get thrown in jail. And if you weren't a criminal when you yeah. went into jail, you're going to be a criminal when you get out. Yeah. And true. then you wonder why we got drive-by shootings over in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we have, don't, don't, so the United the, States have the like the highest return rate going back to jail? Like on a reincarceration <laughs> yeah, rate or something be. like that? Don't yeah. we have but the that's, highest? That's here? the legacy I want to leave, that prohibition doesn't work because my grandfather got shot and killed from it. So mm-hmm. I know it doesn't work and zero tolerance isn't in obtainable in this drug crazed society that America has become, you know, and anybody's in denial that that won't realize that fact and they're living in a fantasy world. So me getting legalized marijuana is just one part of the puzzle, but it's a step in the right direction as to, uh, just facing reality and looking at the past hundred years and what carnage this drug on wars has led to. I mean, the CIA funded the Vietnam war. We're in the bed with a heroin dealer out of Laos when we, when the Congress wouldn't yeah. uh, give them funding at the start of the Vietnam war. And look what my mess that turned out to be. Yeah. And then Iraq. I mean, most of your terrorist group get their funding from uh, Oil drugs. Or drugs. Yeah. So if you legalize the drugs, you take away their funding. That's, That's true. what I'm saying. That's true. So we're in a perpetual cycle. We've created a monster, and all these different industries are feeding off the war on drugs right now. And how are you going to put that to a stop and inject some reason and rationale into that debate? I agree. Well, if you uh, if you're listening to this and you want to reach out, leave us a question or comment on the on the uh, the original post here, uh, either on Brownwater Banner Facebook page or you can find David Singletary on his page and tell us what you think. Tell us, tell Mississippi Cannabis Coalition. Tell us what you think. You know, tell us your opinion. Put ask the questions. link in the description. You son of a bitch. Yep. And uh, David, thank you for stopping by. It was a short notice, man, and you showed up. Oh, so thank you. I appreciate you I'm for being here. I'm a warrior with a cause. There we go, Anthony. I'd thank you, but I don't want to. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, fuck you for asking. Thank you no. for always uh, yeah, joining dude, in on us fun, and doing your commentation. Check out Pop Nutshell, people, if you're listening. Yeah, man, uh, go check it out. I just watched uh, People versus O.J. Simpson. Me and Malcolm are going to do a little podcast about that later. I think. 
talk uh, about it? Yeah, man. I fucking just it got by me while it was running live. Not the actual trial, but the uh, the the TV show, the Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. mini yeah, 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 mini series yeah, yeah. special thing. Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. It kind of flashbulb memory thing take you back. It's a dramatization of something that you got to see live and for real when so you were younger there's something. no spoilers in it uh, yeah. there's nothing like you know there's no dramatization of the outcome which is cool because it just like i got to pick apart travolta plays uh bob shapiro <laughs> that's, not, that's crazy, not weird man sterling k brown plays uh christopher darden he does an incredible job does his voice kind of does his mannerisms just right the girl that they got to play marshall clark is spot on it's really cool man so we're yeah. gonna talk about that later we talk about good. all the nerdy shit though does. Check it out, popnutshell.com. I'm not done with my plug yet. Stop trying to cut me off. That was going to say, it was also He's your plug, anxious. too. Stay stay tuned for uh, more information we got coming out on the uh, studio that we're working on. We're actually uh, kind of, this is the kind of the first one from the uh, new yeah, studio. Well, we're, we're, really, right, we're on the other side of the wall right <laughs> yeah, now. We're yeah. still painting and still trimming the place out yep. and getting it all ready. So right now we're at the Wayward Kraken in the War Room. Big shout out to those guys. Thanks yep. for letting us hang out in your place while we work on our place. And uh, But man, really... Dude, this was a fun conversation to have. This is really the best conversation I've ever had on your show. Oh, wow. Jared is, I mean, with That's David good. here. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, like I say, CastNet, will, uh, you're going to start you know, opening up those Facebook pages and uh, some of that social media stuff, nah, too. probably and not. I don't know. If you're listening to this and you've ever <laughs> thought about doing podcasts, uh, reach out to us uh, through either one Pop Nutshell page or Brownwater Banner page and uh, let us know, you know what idea you got, what you're thinking. Maybe we can uh, help you out and get you uh, something started, If we started think it too. sucks, we won't do it. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until the next episode. Dave, thanks for hanging out, man. It was fun. Thank you for having yeah, me. Hey, brother.